1: Chicago's public libraries will no longer charge late fees for overdue
0: books. Late fees hurt those who are most in need of free access to the materials that enable lifelong learning. And these patrons are losing touch, sometimes permanently, with their libraries.
1: The previous policy kept people from checking out books or use the library resources if they owed more than $10. As of tomorrow, nearly $4 million worth of late fees will be wiped out and there will be no late fees moving forward. Checked out items will automatically be renewed up to 15 times. The only time the system will lock a person out is if they never return a borrowed book or item. Chicago becomes the largest public library to have a no-fee system. All right, com, Folks, if you have not heard it, I think you should really check out a uh, recent episode, uh, Fury, F-U-R-I-E, Feminist Uprising to Resist Inequality and Exploitation. And in that episode, we had on a a member of this uh, squad, if you will, uh, Chelsea Springler. And um, this individual came on and talked about a uh, rape culture case of the officer Christian Daygray. That's Christian spelled as is Daygray, D A I G R E. All right, and uh, Chelsea Springler uh, came on and uh, talked about that individual. All right. <clears throat> now let's uh, let's go ahead and flip it on over here. This is the wine still recording. This at six oh five in the p.m on Tuesday, December 3rd, 2019. And we're taking a look at Flint, as we tend to do. And there has been an audit. Yes, an audit has taken place. I know you folks are into that. You love audits. I love audits. We all love auditors. We love auditoriums. All right, let's take a look here. So an audit shows that Flint's water fund has a positive balance of $20 million. After earlier projections showed it would fall into a deficit. Yeah, good, 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 yeah, right, right, yeah, good, huh, yeah. So there's a mayor out there, and this mayor goes by the name of Sheldon Neely. And Sheldon Neely has hope and change, but really just hope. Hope to spend some of the money. Upgrading infrastructure to comply with a 2016 Environmental Protection Agency order requiring improvements. He said a municipal finance expert is reviewing the results of a preliminary assessment of the fund to confirm the results. The assessment is part of his goal to provide a thorough review of the city's finances upon taking office. Neely believes that previous estimates and forecasts used to assess the water fund balance didn't take into account the actual revenue and spending in the fund. All right. Now here is a, uh, a quote from um, Mr. Neely said, um, we continue to triage the needs of our Flint water department. It's shocking to find out that poor fiscal oversight Potentially created such a large discrepancy in actual versus reported dollars in the water fund. Our first step will be to confirm those initial findings. End quote. Spot on. Perfect impression. Now, here's the best part. Because when I was looking up this news and looking up my Flint water updates, you know, Smiley face, like the vibe of the articles I was finding was like, holy shit, they're in the green when we thought they had a deficit. But this is the fun part, right? So Neely's administration is hoping to use the $20 million balance to address critical needs for Flint's water system based on a 2018 plan compiled by Arcadis. The plan calls for... $200 million worth of improvements over 20 fuck years. You think about 20 years out, it's going to be, who knows what the fuck it's going to be, because you're going to have climate change coming in doing whatever the fuck that's going to do. Alright? So, over 20 years beyond current maintenance projects. So you have the improvements plus just Keeping the shit from being shittier shit. Maintenance. That's what's going on. All right, we have that um, over there at WineCellarMedia.com. Um, <clears throat> we did the same thing other news outlets did. We're like, oh, look, the Associated Press put this up. Let's grab it. Come on. All right, so you can get that at WineCellarMedia.com. And I'll um, link this shit through uh, the Facebooks and the Twitter. And uh, something else we've done on the Wine Cellar. Um, went and got with this um, this young cat that I've been interacting with on the uh, on the Facebooks and following their content, and this individual is a trans man, even though they're 24 years old, which is a very young person to me, right? And uh, but the little homie is uh, Parker, and um, I brought Parker on the program, and we just riffed, we just kept it casual and just chilled out. It's a free thought conversation episode. It's, um, it's up on the Patreon, and I'm actually going to go ahead and load an, a, a segment of that into this episode. So you can check that out, and maybe you want to uh, dance on over to the page Because it's not Patreon only, so you don't have to be subscribed to the Patreon to hear it. That's just where the full episode is posted, right? So uh, we'll go ahead and get an excerpt in here, because I know that you dig that. WineCellarMedia dot com, Patreon dot com slash WineCellarMediaFund, PayPal dot me slash Phoenix and William.
0: Don't tell me you fed the boys without me. You were in a coma. My gut, what else happened? You won't like who's president. It's not Barney. seven magnum with no kickback put them all in your sixpack form it's a chance to do good for us boys in the hood just call us NWA, neighbors with appetizers me and my guns look when i die bury me with the toast in case i run into a little bit of drama wherever i go and i won't hesitate make you levitate. hit you with the titanium 38 and his featherweight Bullets like good
1: dope and we're back here with Parker and day in a alive Ly- The floor is yours.
0: So another thing that has a a day is going to look different based on the context I am going through my day in. Like I'm operating out here in Seattle and, you know, Capitol Hill has long been known as the gayborhood. Got a lot of people across the LGBT spectrum there. So when I'm up in Capitol Hill, people are probably going to know I'm trans just looking at me. Uh, they're going to assume <laughs> I use they, them pronouns, hmm. interestingly enough, and uh, I I feel like I get handled with kid gloves there. I really feel like uh, even though people are more aware of transness there, it simultaneously comes with the sense that, oh, here's this this sweet, sweet little trans trying to be a big man. That's pretty precious. so that's kind of the sense I get going through the hill as we call it Uh, but then when you come a little bit further out of that uh, more metropolis core and go out to the edges where it's the burbs and etc then if I'm really careful really put on a masculine sort of uh, front, then I might be able to get away with being treated like just another one of the young guys, albeit that does come with a lot of ah, buddy, because again the ten year curse. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, one once I let that slide, because I'm not the most macho guy, I'm fine with that personally, but it it makes other people feel feel some sort of way. When, once I let that slide and I go into more of my a little bit feminine, yeah, definitely goofy self, then, then people start to give a little bit of side eye and you start to see people distance themselves a little bit more and try to figure out what's going on. Another thing that I have experienced in a previous job is when people know you are transgender, uh, you start to get less Grace than cisgender counterparts. Uh, one of the most egregious examples I can think of is uh, discipline for tardiness. Like I, at one of my jobs, I told everyone from the get go that I was trans. I was like on fire about educating everyone and being a good teacher and exposing them to, uh, you know, what it means to be trans and gender nonconforming. And people were willing to learn, but it also came with, if if someone showed up tardy five times, there's what they would deal with, which is, you know, a wagging of the finger. But then there's me, who would be put on, like, a week-long suspension. Definitely a lot of microaggressions, definitely also dealt with kinda of long-time misgendering, like working with the same people for three years and still getting that she-her on a... Semi regular basis.
1: No, you said a a week long suspension. Yeah. So that's right. I I think that's like beyond microaggression. That's like um, (laughs) because you're you're in capitalism, so that's like financial terrorism.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty rough.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's like attempting to make a person homeless.
0: Yeah. You are right. You are right. But it's one of those things that's difficult to prove, because if they don't say, "Hey, you know, we really just don't trust you as much because you're transgender," like you can take that to court. But if they're just applying their rules unevenly, you can't really take that to court.
1: Not without
0: <laughs> a pretty expensive lawyer.
1: Ooh, yeah. Uh, is this what you're doing? Like, yeah. are you in like the the blue collar sector? What kind of work is this? Well, this was back when uh,
0: I was working on uh, local boat tours. Tours? Ooh. Yeah, like going around local waters and talking about what you see, um, making the tourists happy.
1: Oh, you're actually like a like you're the you're you're that person with a microphone that's like, and I'm you say you're out there in the northwest, so you're the person that's like. And over there, that's Bill Gates' house on his private island.
0: Yeah, I I did that for a number of years. But (laughs) now I'm doing that millennial piecework thing where I've got three jobs. (laughs) Whew.
1: Yeah, I I was on one of those when I was a teenager. It was some church bullshit I got forced to go to by the foster care system. And uh, some cat on another boat jumped off and ran up on Bill Gates' property to do a little dance, like, oh, look, I'm dancing on Bill Gates' property, and Bill Gates' security came out and whooped his ass. I'm quite sure no protocol was followed
0: in how they stopped that person. That does not surprise me. It is an incredibly secure compound. (laughs) Yeah, that
1: was. there's your fascist state. They don't
0: mess around with those reports.
1: Yeah, let me see. Let me see. Not, not now. Now I'm interacting with you here, right? Uh, like, because, like, uh, uh, in a in the previous segment, you had mentioned, um, like if you go into an area and you really put it on, like really pump up the masculinity, like here, may, maybe you already mm-hmm. do this, but I'll I'll throw this one at you. Try um mm-hmm. boots, right? Boots, but um, but not tied up. Wear them loose, like the old East Coast rappers. When you wear your boots like that, it forces you to walk more masculine Mm -hmm.
0: yeah i actually um before i knew that i was transgender i was very interested in the subtle differences in gender expressions between men and women so there was a while where i decided i was going to make this character i was in a high school play i was just going to make this character a very masculine woman (laughs) Hmm. and uh Spent a long time like studying the walking gait of men and imitating it, and seeing and putting that on. So it, there, there are these very subtle variations that people nonetheless pick up on. That uh, it's kind of a lifelong study.
1: Huh. Like well, any anything specific yeah. you
0: could note? Um, I'd say a lot of the variances one of the things that come down to is taking up more space as a man. Like with the gait, uh, a, a man tends to put his feet out more at an angle, uh, take wider and longer steps. There's, there's kind of a swagger, whereas if you look at your typical woman's walk, the feet are not going to be making as much travel. And a lot of that swagger is in the hips. <laughs> huh. But it is, it is subtle. You, you got to really look to see these things.
1: Yeah. See, and given me ideologically, like it's going to be hard for me to do it because I'm, and I'm not, I'm not, I know, you know what? I, I know my target audience. They know me, but I know it's going to sound like I'm on some, um, what do they call it? The, the virtue signaling. But, like, I really do try to not look at women. Even if I find a woman attractive, I try to look the other way. Because I think it is gross, creepy, scary, and also, like, you know, like, binary gender terroristic when cis men are staring at Mm. assumed cis women. So I probably will not get to study this, as you have, just because ideologically, I don't (laughs) want to.
0: Yeah, yeah. And... This makes me think of something else uh, entirely that kind of puts me off on a tangent on being a trans man, how interesting romantic orientation becomes. Because uh, I I figured out I was bisexual before I figured out I was a dude. And so I've had all sorts of feelings to figure out. (laughs) Like, you know, first I had to be like, oh, well, I'm I'm a girl who likes other girls. And, you know, I came up in this conservative evangelical family, so I have messed up feelings about that. You know, now I'm coming into, like, embracing my, my, my manhood, and so I'm like, oh, now I'm figuring out, so my attraction to men would be considered homosexual, uh, so I'm figuring that out. And then there's this complicated relationship with women, where, like, maybe I can pass as this and have that going on, but then, I don't know, straight girls feel a certain kind of way about trans men. So, it's it's this Pandora's box.
1: <laughs> oh, man, you know, I'm going um, if to, you, if you care to go further into that, I can actually, I'm going to stop and segment that again. Like, that, because, again, this is stuff I don't know. I don't know if folks in the audience have heard or in general like you want to go further into that yeah i'm down to do that all right let me go ahead and hit stop and start all right let's um excuse me and let's go ahead and take a look over here uh trigger warning folks this program is fucked up i do not think i don't think i preloaded a uh trigger warning. i may have to uh yeah I need to make sure I have a trigger warning on this. Hey, good uh, good, responsible programming here. All right, let's uh, do what it is we do. All right, so Spokane, Washington State. Or uh, if you're looking at it phonetically, it looks like it says Spokane. And um, I think there's like a, a spoof-like parody song about that too that used to come on in the uh, early 90s. Around the Weird Al Yankovic time. I don't know if it was him, but yeah. Okay, so Spokane, Washington State. This is eastern Washington, right? Like the side of Washington State folks always hear about is the western lowlands. That's on the, um, to the west of the Cascade Mountain Range, which is, you know, some volcanoes and whatnot, like Mount Rainier, Mount Tahoma, if you will is a volcano i'm pretty sure we know about mount saint helens you know and um so yeah we're talking about eastern washington and you typically hear about western washington state like eastern washington all that shit all that shit may as well just be montana like idaho and western washington might as well just also be montana right if we were breaking up mcmurrica and, you know, like, is a big bank and we need to break it up. Because th- this is nonsense, right? Like, Washington State, Oregon, and California should just all be California, right? Just call the whole thing California. Let the West Coast be its own state, you know. Cut cut eastern Washington off of Washington and let that be part of Idaho and Montana. It's, it's still going to be a population of 30 people. Fuck it. Right? Idaho, Montana, let all that be a state, the Midwest figure it out. The South, we hate you anyway. Not not the bloody Lotia. We know that um, some of the homies is down there, but Jesus Christ, you know what the fuck we're talking about? Um, how am I tangenting? And I didn't start the story yet. All right. So, a police officer, good cop, accused of second degree rape may have had inappropriate contact with at least two other women he met while on duty. (gasps) We're all surprised, aren't we? And that's according to court documents and taped by the news outlet KHQ that also indicate that Nathan Nash commonly gave out his personal cellular telephone number to other victims. Excuse me. Nash is currently charged with one count of second degree rape and two counts of official misconduct. The original case against Nash uh, started on October 23rd when he showed up to an apartment in Spokane as part of a domestic violence investigation. Have we not heard this motherfucking story before? And I think when we were covering it, the only other outlet that covered it was fucking Lee Camp. And I don't think, at that time, he didn't I don't think he even had the redacted Tonight Show. I think that was just his, uh, his moment of clarity podcast. And Lee Camp covered it. So this original case, uh, a domestic violence investigation, according to court documents. Now, Nash visited her home, quote, under the guise of examining bruises as evidence for a prior domestic violence case. He directed the victim to lower her pants and underwear and she submitted to his authority. This is quoted in the fucking um, in the paperwork. Nash is then accused of penetrating her with his fingers. She told investigators that she panicked internally but thought maybe this was part of what he's supposed to do. This is how much people are um socialized cops are not inherently good they're not good at all but jesus christ folks they're not good they're not a good thing they're not a good force and the um profession if you will of being a cop does not attract good people it doesn't show me the show me the stats nigga nigga we could bust out motherfucking stats on um domestic violence nigga football players military and police nigga i'm drinking water water flavored rum all right let's take a look here um so panicked internally, but thought that's what he's supposed to do. After about 30 motherfuck seconds to a minute, the woman said she told Nash, okay, that's enough. She said after the interview, Nash gave her what he said was his personal cell phone number and then left. She said she contacted her parents and then went to Hawley Family Hospital for a sexual assault examination kit her father also reported the incident to the Spokane police. After Nash's investigation went public, another woman came forward with her story. You see how that... That's how you... That's how it happens. That's... That's why we cover the shit. That's why we bring on Amy Loco. And we gotta boost Amy Loco's shit again. Amy Loco has a fundraiser up, and I made a call-to-action post, and I made a post on the website, shared it to social dissonance. Gonna have to share it again, and several more times, cause... There's not much action happening. And the social distance page has 86,000 followers. Surely 300 niggas could make a move. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. All right. So um, the allegation that uh, woman occurred. So another woman came forward with her story, which shares several elements in common with the original victim's complaint. That's the term that they're using in this journalism. Um, The new allegation from uh, the woman occurred in May 2019. She said that Nash was investigating a domestic violence dispute between herself and her ex-boyfriend. He made a point of turning off his body camera during the interview with her and then also gave her his cell phone number saying that if anything happens she should call him rather than 911 because he can respond more quickly. She said that over the course of the next few weeks Nash found and friended her on motherfuck Facebook liking her photos of her in lingerie she told investigators that Nash's messages became creepy and needy, and she felt he had a hidden agenda of starting a relationship with her. A third woman came forward. Let's go back to what we titled the titled this on the wine solar dot com. Court docs find that rapist cop may actually be serial rapist cop. All right. All right, let's do it. A third woman came forward at the end of October. Also, after seeing coverage of the investigation into Nash, she reported her complaint tip through, um, see something, say us, adding. Yeah. Apparently, some smartass cop decided to game me because I'm attractive, according to her statement to investigators. She was a volunteer with Spokane Police working with the COPS cops program. She said she met Nash during a volunteering shift, and he gave her his personal cell phone number. Very quickly, she said he began sending inappropriate messages to her according to the court documents. Nash then texted her, quote, I'm too old to play games. No need in beating around the bush. I just say exactly what's on my mind unless I'm on body camera. Now, what did the second target of this motherfucking predator say? Let's find. Let's dig that up out of this goddamn thing. Here it is in the paragraph. I think it's like the third sentence. He made a point of turning off his body camera during the interview with her, and then also gave her his cell phone number. Uh huh. All right. Now back to the um, paragraph with the third target of this predator and her story. <clears throat> oh, that that one. Okay, so. Nash's body camera is part of the investigation into his wrongdoing as part of the official misconduct charge against um, him. Investigators say Nash turned off his body camera and software that tracks his vehicle in an effort they believe to hide his attempts to develop a relationship with a domestic violence victim. He's accused of sexually assaulting. Again, football players, military, police, highest rates of cis man on cis woman domestic violence. And he is seeking out to get with a victim of domestic violence. Excuse me. During an interview with investigators, court documents say Nash did admit to touching her, but he said he placed his hand on her private parts and he was just trying to do his job. In his telling, Nash believed the victim was coming on to him. And his decision not to report their contact was done primarily out of concern for sparing the victim embarrassment over the incident. Well, ain't that the benevolent rapist? He also told investigators that his body camera wasn't on because he felt the victim would be more comfortable not being recorded. As for the vehicle tracking software, he said he routinely has to reboot the software because of tracking issues and that it took a couple of minutes to come back online. Not the darn computers, I'll tell you what. Oh, man. Jesus fucking, Jesus fucking guy. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Last paragraph. Through his attorney, Rocky Trapidi, Nash has denied all charges against him and said he looks forward to a full exoneration he was arrested on Friday November 22nd 2019 and released the next day he made his first court appearance Tuesday November 26th where he pleaded not guilty to all charges against him his trial is now set for February 18th 2020 excuse me <clears throat> wine dot motherfucking com. paypal.me slash phoenixandwilliam patreon.com slash winecellarmediafund check out the website share it with your fucking friends share some of the links I think folks will dig the way we do headlines and um well I'm on work at about 4am and it's 6.30pm now so uh I better move it on, get this uploaded, and then I need to um I need to edit down and mix down and upload a new episode Phoenix Kleeder recorded with uh Tim Woodman. Uh Tim Woodman is a um a long-term, I think over 20 years, uh BDSM pornography performer. And um and Tim Woodman has been on the program before uh through Phoenix Kleeder. And t- t- and they've actually been up at a um uh, an event like a sex workers rights event before together as well, and um it's a free thought conversation, cool out, chill out episode. It's not a news and comment episode, and uh, so we'll go ahead and get that up for you as well. Remember the Parker Parker Loco that's on the Patreon, but you do not have to be subscribe to the patreon monetarily to view it it is public but that's where it is and I had that clip loaded into this episode you can check out and uh yeah just more wine cellar more whatnot, more what have you I started my new year now I'm I'm in a vibe we're gonna bring you some fucking content alright motherfuckers please be as safe as possible wherever you are